everyone, welcome back to another episode of Investigating Mars. Today we will be talking about episode 11 from season 1, Silence of the Lamb. I'm Heidi. I'm Jimmy. I'm Malika. I'm Naomi. I'm Yvette. I'm Tabs. Yay! Hi, Tabs! Hi! Hello! Very welcome glad aboard, Tabs. Thanks! We... It's, it's so cool to hear Tabs again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, Naomi I and I heard Tabs in months. Yeah, Naomi and I do a podcast together, but you'd never know it. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Okay, let's put it this way: we do an elementary podcast. We started when elementary started. We're in what episode ten? Eleven. Eleven, something like that, of twenty-four, yeah. and the show's over. And yeah, right. It's bad. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, well, psychanalysis. I think it's been... It's been a year, been a year. And, a half. Yeah, year and a half. You know, I'm still waiting to watch the rest of Psych. Yep. <laughs> Tabs is now coming back to podcasting. Things are coming out. Quadruple Z is not just investigating Mars. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> we get some company. Yes. I, I finally get to find out what happens in the next episode. Yay. I, I was just like... Yeah, I'm not even trying to watch Elementary if I'm not having to record it because life. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yay. Yeah. Okay, well, Tabs, we would like you to tell us how you started watching Veronica Mars. Um, I think, if I remember correctly, I just finished Buffy and Angel and someone had given me a list of, like, shows, like, someone on the internet, I don't even remember who it was, gave me shows to, like, compensate for missing Buffy so much because it was it was bad folks I was in like a deep depression about not having any more Buffy to watch um and I was rewatching like crazy but that wasn't quite the same so on my list was Supernatural and I started watching that and loved it um but at the time there was only three seasons I think two seasons um so I finished that pretty quickly and then they're like oh Veronica Mars I'm like yes so I tried it and I love 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 loved it and I have been a huge fan ever since um, and would you like to plug anything other than, you know, everything? Everything. So, yeah, so my friend, my best friend, Kim, who was on this podcast, right? She's been mm-hmm. on already? Yes, yeah, she has. Uh, she's been on. She and I have a podcast group, for those who don't know, Between Line Studios, and there's a bajillion podcasts there. You can go to BetweenLineStudios.com and check it out. Very nice. Rather than listing them all. Yeah, it would take a while. I I can't even remember them all. So (laughs) the other day I'm like, uh, we were talking about there's a San Diego Comic-Con Sherlock Holmes party that Heidi told me about. And I was like, wait a minute, I do three Sherlock Holmes podcasts. (gasps) I'm a huge Sherlock Holmes (laughs) podcaster. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even realize. Yes, yes, you you must be there. Yes, I must be there. Okay. Seeker. So, uh, let's get to this episode, and Malika, will you read our uh, episode summary? Sure. After setting up a new business helping classmates dig up dirt on their parents, Veronica uncovers a huge revelation about her friend Mac, which leaves her wondering if some information is best left unknown. Meanwhile, Keith must team up with Shannon Flam to track down a serial killer. Okay, so, today, our A-plot is going to be the switched at birth story. Our B plot is Keith working with Lamb. And our C plot is Veronica and Leo. 
Oh. I was waiting for that. <laughs> I, totally I mean, didn't gross. separate them that way. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either, but I kind of love it now. So I, yeah, I have I, those three, just not in that order. Yeah, uh, I put the Strangler as the A plot. Ah. Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I have the Strangler as A plot, but I also have Leo as part of that. Yeah, I see, I, sep- I separated that out. Now that Veronica was... came first for me. I just didn't have a C. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see that—that that that was me too. Yeah. Okay, so all right, this will be interesting. So A plot. Um, Veronica starts doing quote unquote favors for. <laughs> friends for pay her money (laughs) right for 50 bucks she will dig up dirt on people's parents and we get to see her office in the bathroom again which is fun except it's a different bathroom it's weird it doesn't look the same yeah there wasn't that wall um Mm -hmm. like that separates like the entryway from like the sinks there Maybe My... the one bathroom was under construction, and so she had to go to a different one. Well, I like this bathroom better. It looks like she upgraded. So yeah. I understand. <laughs> but yeah. Uh-huh. Oh man, I would not want to know that much dirt on my parents at all. My dad was like a disco DJ in the '70s. I don't want to know what he was oh. up to. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. It's. it's... It's like, yeah, I was thinking about that during the episode too. I was like, what would they dig up on my and why that's that's what I was thinking. I mean one of the girls sounded like she was gonna like use it against her mom because like her mom gave her a hard time or whatever, but like I don't know, it just most of the most of it, what what good would it do you? I mean really. So it's their past. I don't know. I mean, I guess I see the point when it comes to like, okay, my you know, my parents are on my case for doing this and yet yeah, they they were also doing this thing, but like, I mean, I'm with everybody else. I'm not sure I want to know that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. My my thing was, okay, so you get this one kid who was smoking in his room and that's why he started, I need dirt on my parents. And one of the parents got busted for drug possession. Well, that's why they're so hard on you about, about this is because they got busted for drug possession and they don't want you to do that. And the reason that your mom is upset because your boy crazy is because she ran off and was married for 30 days to a skater that she met. She's been through that. She doesn't want you to be through that. So, I don't know. I, it, I guess totally, I come at it from too rational of a standpoint. It's totally a uh, privileged white kid storyline, though, right? It's like, mm-hmm. um, my parents want me to be this perfect kid, and they don't tell me that. They should, you know... Pa- Obviously, those parents should have said, the reason I'm telling you not to do this is because of what happened to me. Um, but it's this whole, like, facade of where Veronica's living with these people who are like, oh, no, we're perfect, and you're perfect, and get good grades, and go to Harvard. You know, that kind of deal, I think, is really what's what's motivating everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can get behind that, for sure. Yeah. I think, I mean, you know, I even so much as like when I was in high school and, and I smoked cigarettes in high school and um, my mother also smoked at the time. And when she found out that I smoked, she was like, Oh, well I can't really be mad at you for doing something that I do. I would rather you not do it. You know? So Mm -hmm. I kind of didn't get in trouble for that. So I, I guess I can kind of see where they're trying to go, but I don't, I think it's probably more just privilege, like everybody else is saying. <laughs> it's the hypocriticalness of it, really, which is a big thing with the, with the um, O-Niners, 
They're so hypocritical. For sure, certainly. Yeah. We get a tiny scene with um, Madison getting an orchestra playing for her birthday at school. <laughs> the <Yeah>. Beatles. <laughs> was it like a four or a four string quartet or whatever it's called? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> and she's like, "My parents are the best, really. Like, this is this is a thing that you, I don't know." <laughs> All she ever wanted. I I think she did it for herself. <laughs> yeah, especially those parents. Like, wouldn't you think? Hmm. Yeah, I I don't think I don't I I really don't think that her parents did that for her. I think that that she did it for herself because. It doesn't fit in with the way that the parents turned out, like, once we got to, to know them. Oh, do you think maybe bit. she's having, like, the same issues that Mac is having then with those parents, like, where she just doesn't fit in with them at all? Mac wants to start a website to uh, expose people's parents, and they can get paid a lot. Yeah. That was I the only one who... She, she has a thing, and it it won't cost anything because I've already registered the domain name. And I was like, really? Is that? I've looked at, at having a website and there's more than just registering the domain name that goes into having a website. So well, She already um, has a website, so right. she probably already has the server space. Okay. I, so no, I, I mean, well, I mean, there is. There's not a whole lot. Not these days. Then, then probably I've, let's see, how long have I had my domain? probably almost 10 years now and I guess now it's only like I think it's like $80 a year but back then it was it was probably more like $80 a quarter I think it was yeah so um, unless she was somehow doing all of her own hosting and serving I was like yeah she probably I mean she <laughs> already had the website for the last caper <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. so she has the space obviously and she can design the website so, yeah. yeah, it's not going to cost anything else. She's probably got servers in her closet, just like the dudes from the, um, <laughs> from the college. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and that's where they bought their servers from. There we go. Yes. We'll just tie everything back together. <laughs> tie everything to Mac. Yes. Which Mac is awesome. Just going to throw that out there. Yep. She really is. She is. Yes. Were you all shocked to see her again? I was so no. happy. Well, no, I wasn't shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. But... I was delighted. That's good. So uh, Mac has Veronica look up her parents, just because, and she finds that they got a settlement from a hospital, which leads her to also find out that Mac was switched at birth because another set of parents got a settlement also and the person happens to be Madison Sinclair well dun, dun, dun. yeah I mean so just to back up for just a second here mm -hmm. <laughs> when when she goes to the house and she's like um, you know, when she goes to Max's house and you know to give her the bad news and and everything like that I the the fact that she immediately went to the fact that what's her name? What's the blonde's name? Madison. Madison. That she was like Madison. I was switched at birth with with Madison. I was like, how many hundreds of babies were born in probably within that county 
of California on that day that it could have happened to, but she jumped there. I know it's TV, and I have to believe that. But well, I also think it's and- also because of um, Veronica's face. Like he said, you're switched with another baby, and then we just heard her, you know, do her birthday thing. So I think that just Veronica's face at that moment was like kind of waiting for her to make the connection. So you know, like she would have just been like, "Oh, some random baby," and like that would have been done with it. But it looked like she was anticipating the next thing she would have to tell her, which was like, "You actually know this baby. <laughs> it's actually Madison Sinclair." So I, that's the reason why I believed it. I'll take it. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> and, yeah. and remember, this is Neptune, so maybe they're not going to some big county hospital. Maybe there's a smaller hospital that is like just for the town of Neptune. The Neptune uh, Birthing Clinic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. I mean, only Neptune babies apply. Yeah, I I, I know that I've worked with small rural hospitals that do like if if they have 50 babies in a month that's a a huge month so i'm just trying to figure out a way to make it instead of in a farming community in the middle of cows that somehow it's in the middle of california and it's just this tiny little hospital that well obviously veronica's set Neptune, which is kind of like San Diego area, and there's a lot of those smaller, richer communities outside of San Diego. That that would be it would be a small town almost. It feels yeah. like a small town, so yeah. it works. Good. <laughs> Yay That's for right. hand waving! That's right. <laughs> <laughs> figure all these things out. Plus it's television, people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I often try to try to apply logic to television, and I, I realize that I probably should stop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next, Mac, Veronica, and Wallace crash Madison's birthday party, and Mac meets her biological sister Lauren in the Beauty and the Beast library. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a great library. Oh, and she's yep. reading the Westing game. I loved that book when I was little. I loved it too. It's such a, I read it so many times. Such a good Me book. Me too. And it's, it's interesting, you know, because it's about, like, a girl that solves mysteries. Mm-hmm. Much like Veronica. See the connection. Mm-hmm. And There's a lot of parallels to Veronica in this episode, naturally enough, but it was, I found that interesting. And this was the scene where we got the montage of badly photoshopped travel pictures. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and Madison is the only one in any of them. The rest yep. of the family doesn't count. Mm-mm. So maybe it isn't that the family travels. Maybe they just constantly send Madison away. <laughs> maybe. Well, I was just going to say they must want to get rid of her because she's so mm-hmm. obnoxious. <laughs> Actually, that was that was one of my notes, but it was from a later scene. And I was like, see, even Madison's mom doesn't like her. Right. <laughs> 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 this, this episode totally reminds me of the, like, 16... 16- Sweet 16 MTV show, like the whole craziness that, that Madison does for her birthday. Yeah. The whole episode, I'm like, yeah, so Madison should have an episode of Sweet 16, my Sweet 16. <laughs> yeah, except she has it every year. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah, because this would be her 17th birthday, so right. not really a important one. 
Well, Veronica got to go to the last one, right? Mm. We knew what happened there. No. But that, but that no, wasn't that, her party. That wasn't, that wasn't her party. party. Okay. That wasn't Madison's yeah. party. So that was just the last O'Niner party. Right. And I know whose party it was, and it wasn't Madison's. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, <no>. Okay. <laughs> Leading the witness. Leading I know. The <laughs> I'm shaking my fist at you. Look, look over there. Well, now, now I'm thinking, I'm like, do we know whose party it was? Was that something that was shown to us and we just didn't know which name to put to the face? Hmm. Uh, I, guess know I really can't remember. Like if they say the name. Um, no, I think up to this point it's been the, an okay. O-Niner party. Just an O-Niner party. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about it. It's really not a big deal. <laughs> it was totally dick. Uh, so, so totally. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's just what I was thinking. You, I was leading like... you away from thinking too much. Right. Exactly. <laughs> this, episode, <laughs> this episode was supposed to air before Echo's Family Christmas. Hence oh. the Christmas decorations mm-hmm. in Madison's house. Yes. In, in Mac's house. In Mac's so, house, yeah. yeah. Now, is there, um, was there any reason why it was switched like or was it just a random cra- crazy random happenstance I don't know it was probably something that got preempted or something you know I, I knew it was 2005 I don't know yeah this episode did air on January 4th so maybe they had to push one episode back and they obviously didn't want to push their Christmas episode back mm-hmm. so maybe that's why they switched it well yeah. and you know people do sometimes still have their Christmas decorations up and yeah January 4th. Yeah, yeah it does work. And, es- <laughs> and especially where they're, like, not the upper class, like, they have to take down their Christmas decorations, where they don't pay somebody to do it. Right. So. Yeah. Um, let's see. Mac goes back to Madison's house, claiming she, well, she did leave her purse, but it was most likely on purpose. And she meets her birth mother. Yeah, who looks exactly like her. Well, I mean, close enough. Yeah, it was good, good casting. casting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, that whole thing. Fa- uh, they did a really good job with the casting of both families, obviously. You know, like all the blonde, 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 and then the dark, 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 dark for, you know, either family. Um, but I, I found it, I mean, so did it take four years for them to find out? I, I think I think so. That's That's what I get from it, because they were four years old when they found out or and... see I, I was trying to figure out was it when they found out or when the settlement was paid out the settlement so like... was paid out eight years previous to this so when they were like nine okay so it took that many years for them to get the settlement from the time they were four uh, wait, until the so the settlement was in 1992 right that's what they were saying. It was in 92. Okay. So, so what year is it now? It's 2003? Four, five, four. Five. Five? Oh, yeah. Well, it's, well it's January it's, now. It's January, yeah. So it's the end of 2004. Okay, so who's who's the math person? 1992 <laughs> to 2005. <laughs> 13. So, well. thank you, husband. Um, 13. That was 13 years uh, from 92... So, okay, so that is when they were four. Yeah, so I, I it, thought that they said eight years previous, but that may have been something different. 
13, yeah, four, four years. Okay, so so it was right when they were four years old. Wow, that, that was a quick case, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I thought that it was in court for like five years or something. Yeah. The timeline that I thought they had said. But so, yeah, they, Veronica said that you were four years old. They'd probably gotten attached in that first four years. So they mm-hmm. must not have known before then. Okay. It would be interesting to know, like, how they found out like who yeah how'd they figure such a thing out yeah well she she max said you know she was spitting out corn dogs and tuning the radio to npr <laughs> oh there's my quote there's my quote <laughs> that's probably a blood test or something like like genetically she can't have this blood type We're, because you're right, this you're that yeah. w- would it be some sort of preparation for kindergarten yeah Maybe. exactly because you yeah. do yeah, the idea of doing a full physical Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, at first, at first I was like, like how do you get going for four years and not realize you have the wrong baby and I was like oh babies look the same <laughs> yes <laughs> well not really but if, if, if you have if you have a family where I mean, you, your baby should at least you should be able to say oh yes you've got daddy's nose and you've got uncle Jimmy's eyebrows and you know whatever if you handed one in the hospital you can't I think you would kind of yourself into thinking that even yeah. though like even if it's not you're like but the hospital gave me this baby so not yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it must well, be the right one it, it must have some might, i can kind of it see must... eyebrows there that might look like uncle bo right, exactly. sure. <laughs> and, and, she has two and, eyes i have two and eyes for, and for purely you know no bias at all here but that's why everyone should have a midwife with a home birth <laughs> my email address is (laughs) and you would never have any of this confusion that's what it is it's a big commercial Naomi is our sponsor for the podcast actually this whole episode was about how you should have a midwife like the the moral of the story Mm -hmm. that's the moral of the story yeah yeah I believe it (laughs) it is quite it's quite amusing that um one of the people from switch from birth is in this episode the tv show switch from birth really Wait, yeah who? um the girl who plays crystal the girl who comes up and is like so i hear you can dig up dirt on parents she's on she oh, what's her my name goodness. She is. Is she, claris she... weidman no no not wasn't that ironic huh. she's daphne <laughs> don't you think daphne uh-huh. Like rain on your wedding day? That That's not funny. ironic. No, I know it's not. It's bad luck. <laughs> okay, so when we did our commentary uh, last week for this episode, you guys um, had sort of a, a little bit of a discussion about how Madison turned out this way with this family and how Mac turned out this way with this family. And so I'd like to let you guys talk about that. Yeah, I'm I'm still trying to figure out, okay, maybe Mac could move into the Sinclair's family and fit in perfectly. Madison doesn't seem to fit in with either family. Right. So I... There, there's a wonderful thing for the whole idea of nature versus nurture, and and handing I mean, yeah. someone a whole lot of money, who yes. is uh, so so. Yeah, did, I don't know. Are are Madison's well, Max's parents, Max's biological parents, uh-huh. are they rich? Are we assuming that they have been rich all along? 
and that that Madison's uh, birth parents have been poor all along, or are and I know you can't answer this question, or maybe you, and even if you can, you won't tell me. But or <laughs> or are Madison or or are Max birth parents? Did they just invest their million dollars better? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good. That is. Well, I, I, I got don't the, know the answer. <laughs> yeah, I got the impression that um, that the the, or the Sinclairs, right, the the uh-huh. brown-haired family, that they were a bit better off. So I don't know if they really, you know, invested the money and that's where everything came from, or if you know Sinclair going back to the old world Sinclairs and uh, you know, but yeah, I. I had the feeling that it was definitely a rich family, poor family sort of situation. Like I said, I don't know the answer. <laughs> it's, it actually brings another interesting element to it, though, because, yeah, maybe they haven't always been rich. No, I, I was. It was just something that came up because it was. It seemed, you know, kind of odd to me that these families would both you know, win this million dollar, because I mean, if you win a million dollars in a lawsuit, you would think that you weren't living in, I know it wasn't a trailer that they were living in, but on the inside, it kind of looked like one. It looked like a barn to me. Like her living room had that weird, like vaulted barn ceiling. Yeah. Minus the, minus the vaulted ceiling, but on the inside it looked like, or maybe it was like a modular home or something. Mm -hmm. But it just seemed like if you had a million dollars, you would do something with it, you know, invest it well and, and try and. Well, they, they said that. I have, wait, I have two words for you. Honey boo boo. (laughs) (laughs) I, I am so thankful that I have no clue to what you're referencing. (laughs) I don't either. I have nothing to say. Uh... Don't understand. I'm so glad though. Don't tell me, please. It sounds (laughs) awful. Just enough to be happy that I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even know that much about it, and I can tell you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I can say I've never seen an episode of it, and I still know far too much about right. it. Right, exactly. 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 But, I mean, there, there was the, the idea that the Mackenzies, through they, they bought a business. They started a business. But through mismanagement, he ended up having to go bankrupt. So I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe this was the influx of of cash that the Sinclairs got their start from, and they just managed it better. Mm-hmm. Or there's, but yeah, apparently or, we'll never know. Yeah. Well, there's there is the idea of the of with people who win the lottery, they tend to blow through their money fairly quickly and mm-hmm. end up back at the level that they started with. And dumb, yep. and dumb stuff, too, not investing kind of things. Mm-hmm. They're also not, it's been proven that they're no happier after they win the lottery, but that's just besides the case. <laughs> so Jack has turned to podcast. Yay, Jack. Hi. Did we get, did we Hi, get to the part where she goes back for her purse? Did we yeah, do that? Yeah, that's where yes. we are. That's, yeah, where, that's where we are. are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That that whole scene where she goes back for her purse and the mother, uh, well, her mother, is trying to keep her there, like so awkward. Yes, 
and yeah. sad and so sad because the two of them they're both like I want to like I know that I'm I'm not where I belong and I want to be part of this and I can't and I don't know what to do about it it was just so painfully awkward mm-hmm. and they were both like they both know it and neither one of them can say anything and because if you say it out loud then things are gonna happen and yeah yeah that scene was done beautifully like most tv writers would overwrite it they'd make them say too much and they did i think it was greatly acted too so well, this was like this was the good version of these two meeting we'll talk about the other one later on which <laughs> uh, which was not yeah. good writing but also under underwritten well it was not overwritten put it that way <laughs> <laughs> okay actually that's kind of where we are um because uh, <laughs> uh, go camping with her family and uh her mom shows up and she walks across the street and they're just staring at each other and yeah so touching each other's hands through the window okay the whole hand on pain yes and the hand on pain thing i'm uh yeah this was (laughs) this was not a good this is like my vote that was playing which was like i oh i'm trying to remember i should have written down the lyrics to it that's but right. The lyrics to that song were just like, if we could switch places, and if I could, I'm just like, oh. There was is... another weird song, like when she comes into the library, and I don't remember if it was good or bad because I forget, but <laughs> I just remember having a reaction to it when she goes in the library when her sister's there, her real yeah. sister. That was another one where the music was really just like it was this weird song, and it had lyrics, and I was like, what? And this was another one. You're right. It was just. This one was bad, though. <laughs> yes. I should have totally gone with shares if I could turn back time for that scene. <laughs> if I could find a way. <laughs> you have to give the credit. This is one of the mid-season episodes, which means the junior writers are writing. Um, so, yeah. Yay for getting uh, points with the writers' guilds. And... <laughs> <laughs> And often they're people that don't really want to work on this show. They want to work on some other show. And yeah. Well, everybody well, should have wanted to work on this show. Because this show is awesome. <laughs> yeah, this, was a, this was a good episode. It's just that scene. It's like somebody just came yeah. in and just was like, let's do this now. And like everyone who is a good writer left the, left the room in that moment. Like, why stuck. wouldn't you, why wouldn't you wind down the window and at least, like, you know, grab hands and say, like, you know, I'm with you. You know, I got you. You know, like. I, I, I bet she even had power windows. High five. <laughs> because they're separated, guys. It's like that scene in Doctor Who that I won't no, spoil. I, oh, my God. Separated. Please don't, please don't bring that up. It's, it's, it's a metaphor. It is. It is. It's a metaphor. It is allegorical. The, the window exactly. is their relationship. No, I got exactly. it. I got it. <laughs> I didn't get it. I got it. it well, no, somebody said, somebody said, why did they roll it down? Because they can't. <laughs> I know, but I got a bloody nose from the allegory. <laughs> exactly. They may as well roll it down so it just, like, it didn't smack me on the way out. Like, oh, it was probably... 
it was probably somebody came in and saw the first, you know, the first scene with them being awkward. And like, you know what? The audience doesn't understand. We better make sure that they understand. Right. Because, because we couldn't tell by that scene that her mother actually knew she was her mother. Just, you know, right. by the awkwardness right. and the way the lines were said. So we have to really show it. And they can't, they can't be together. We couldn't get that from the first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, and so now awkward. I've got this image in my, the, the, this is how Naomi's brain works. There is an image of my head of Christopher Walken, but instead of going, I need more cowbell, he's like, I need more awkward. Give me more <laughs> awkward. Please give me more awkward. <laughs> and that would be um, a network, network exec, I'm betting. Yep. <laughs> so the thing about this scene that really is weird to me that I've never quite understood is like, why does Mac go back just all, all right, let's go camping, people? Yeah, she's a little happy about it. Because, Heidi, she's accepted her fate. She's accepted that this is the life because she can't be with her mother who's in the car because of the stupid glass pane. Stupid window. So she has accepted the people she can be with. (laughs) But I I think this is kind of just like the way that, that, that... Veronica went, which was, you know, when she was presented with the fact that, you know, this person may not be her father, like, yet she she went out of her way to, like, embrace him and be like, you know what, these people raised me, you know, this man raised me and he is my father in every, in every you know, aspect of the way, whatever, in every... Well, and the yep. thing is, it's not, it's not really about her mother. It's not really about being with that family. It's the fact that she didn't fit in with her family and now she has acceptance now she knows why you know it's, yeah she yeah. would like to be with them but they're still strangers it's not like yeah and yeah she doesn't know what it would be like to go there you know she still right. has to embrace the family that she knows and has mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and i think i would have liked this better if it had you know come before um the veronica one because then it would be you know kind of alluding to it blah 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 and then we'd see veronica do it and maybe we would understand why veronica wasn't really acting so awkwardly or uh, mm-hmm. out of character you know because she saw mac do the same thing blah i don't know it might have worked better for me maybe i just feel like i think mac should quite understand why she can't like get to know her real mother and still love the people that raised her like why can't she have both you know, I think that it would just life. You never get both. So much, man. We just need to rent them the face on the milk carton and <laughs> see that. Then just life will be okay. You can work it through. It's been done before. Um, because there needs to be drama, right? Because basically, and plus this is Veronica Mars, not Mac show. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Wait. It is? Oh, we wish that it was a Mac show. I would totally watch the Mac show. Can, can, can oh we have a gosh. Kickstarter to fund a spinoff where it's the Mac mm-hmm. show? Oh, yes. Mac show. I think Tina Majorino's pretty busy. Uh, but then it would be called she? the Cindy, Cindy McKenzie show, and that's oh. just not for anybody. No. No. <laughs> I like the Mac show. Just the Mac show. <laughs> see, the Mac show. What I want to see is... Um, I want to see Madison have to live with these people and go camping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But you know it's glamping. It's not real camping. It's probably glamping, you know, but mm-hmm. best they can do it. But the, yeah. and the brother's shooting Nerf balls at her. Yes. That would just be 
Yeah, and corn dogs. That would be great. Corn dogs. They, they've got an RV, and there's nothing wrong with corn dogs, by the way. I know. Uh, I love corn dogs. <laughs> but but they've got an RV, so they're at least kind of camping. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's not like they're staying at the Hilton, you know, no. at Yellowstone Park. <laughs> no, but it's not like they have to fight to put up a tent before the sun goes down. Yeah, but they Make sure that it's covered with a tarp and that there are no the rocks sticking into your back. Yeah, well, I don't do that kind of camping either. I mean, that sounds horrible. Yeah, that's seriously, that sounds really bad. <laughs> Even if it is one of those state-tended campground sites where it's got a nice level, they still, like, all the rocks migrate to under... And you can feel them through the air mattress. I don't care what people say. You can still totally feel them through the air mattress. Oh, so you bring an air mattress. <laughs> well, yeah, I need an air mattress. But... I'm, so it's 30. Not just like a I'm 30. I'm 30. I have to bring an air mattress now. Back when I was 15, I was like, just roll the sleeping bag out. I don't even need a tent. Just, I'm fine. But now it's like, yeah, air mattress. I'm totally just giving you a hard time because I wouldn't even sleep on an air mattress. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have I, never been camping I, in my me life. Neither. Me no. neither. This is deflate. It doesn't sound comfortable. I do not like the idea of this. I, go nope. I used to be a camper like you, and then I took a rock to the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Go <Goat> Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think Naomi is like the princess in the pea if she can feel the rocks through the air mattress. Yeah. Big rocks. I heard yeah, they I have a really sleep. nice air mattress. Why don't they? Why don't you move them out from under your air mattress if they're that big? <laughs> because they're too big to dig out. And oh the tent's over them. And it's like, do I really want to get up and have to move the tent? Yes. The tent? Yeah. If they're digging no! into your back, okay, sorry. <laughs> they're digging into your back. The answer is yes. But it's not <laughs> always easy to put up a tent. I have pitched exactly two tents in my life. Yes. Yes. It's, um, it's, it's okay, a so whole day process. I'm just not good at camping. I mean, I like the idea of camping, and I'm like, not that high maintenance is about anything except my sleep. And so I don't think camping and I exist for that reason. Everything else besides the idea of sleeping during camping, I absolutely love. Like the idea of cooking over a fire and you you put your bacon in first, and so that way your pancakes taste like bacon. Oh my God. I'll tell you a secret, Naomi. You can do that at home. I know you can. (laughs) It's camping. it's the fire. You have to have a fire. Yes. You fire can, makes You can make a better. fire at home. I don't know. No, My that's apartment. not a good thing to do. That's not a good don't don't make fires at home, kids. Don't don't listen yeah. to tabs. You can make a fire at home. I will let you. A fire pit. Yeah. My mom oh, make, my mom used to make fire pits in the backyard all the time. Mm-hmm. We have like yeah, a metal one. Okay. Anyway, so Completely off topic. So investigating camping. Tangents with Jimmy and Naomi. And you now have a theme song. Anything else on this A plot? I'm not guesting on that episode. (laughs) No, nothing else. They would switch the babies back. I feel like they would. I mean, that's soon after. After four years? Or. I feel like the way that, you know, Mac's mom was looking at her, like, it's just like, I mean, I don't have any kids. I don't know what it's like, but don't you kind of want your baby? I mean, well, but, I mean, but Madison well, probably wasn't a spoiled brat at four. Yeah. I guess there's that but, too. But there's <laughs> even the idea that, okay, so they, they've spent four years with these. I, I can see them not wanting to give up 
their children completely. But the idea of, okay, maybe we'll just start having play dates together. Because obviously that this this was an open record. Anybody can go through and find out this information. So they knew who the, the, the other family was. So the idea of becoming, okay, and we can sort of try to work through this and see our biological child. It'd be way too painful. It'd be like, oh, yeah, that's my kid, but not my kid. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on, on what kind of, you know, what kind of person you are. Are you, a per- you know, but I think a lot of these like oh nine er people are people like what's mine is mine. Whereas, you know, people like maybe in like where I grew up and stuff, you know, would be willing to be like, oh, yeah, we can have a giant family. It'll be really cool, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but I'm not sure that in, in the 09 area, the 0909 area code or zip code um, that they're going to be willing to share their children like that. Well, and we also we met Mrs. Sinclair, but we did not meet Mr. Sinclair. So maybe that's totally a hint. Maybe he's not. No, <laughs> he's the killer. Take everything I said. Um, <laughs> maybe he's Who not. Who killed Lily Kane? Mr. Sinclair. <laughs> he's also Lily's father. Right. Yeah. Of course. And Veronica's. And, and yes. he's Abel Kutz's twin brother. Yeah. <laughs> but he did not and steal his Okay, so the point I was making, maybe he's more like an O-Niner than his wife is. Like, True. she seemed yeah. really down-to-earth and nice and, you know, everything, and and Lauren is. But maybe he's not. Maybe, like, he's more the influence that Madison has taken on. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe they just feel so guilty they just kept on spoiling her rotten. Yeah. And so, because of that, she became the way she is. And entitled, you know, what, so what? So um, maybe that's the reason why she's the way she is, because they just felt so guilty about the whole thing, that they treated her differently. Ooh. I like that. Yeah, there are, there are so many paths that we could go down here. <laughs> we could yep. be here for days, literally. <laughs> but okay. I, I, I'm, I'm getting to this is the darkest. This is the darkest timeline, people. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have evil Abed in it too? <laughs> yes. Thank you. Okay, time for B plot. Now I want to B plot. B plot is the reason I picked this episode. All right. I love the B plot. Silence <laughs> of the Lamb. Oh my gosh, this is a buddy cop movie waiting to happen. I really yeah. want this. Yeah, so Keith gets to go back to work at the sheriff's department. The mayor comes and asks him specifically so that he can work on the E-string strangler case, which they thought was closed, but it's not. Mm-hmm. I, I thought this was kind of confusing because I, I feel like it's been made out that everybody thinks that Keith is totally incompetent, but now they want him to work for them again. I didn't get it. So we never saw the mayor before, right? This is the first time we're seeing him because he seems to have faith in Keith. Mm-hmm. It yeah. seems like the, the sheriff's office is the one that's like, Keith sucks, blah, blah, blah. I don't even think it's that. I think that it's the Kane family that says that Keith sucks. Mm-hmm. Right. And the O-Niners who... Well, yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with, like, the the sheriff's, you know, the office of the sheriff. Like, I think that they would probably rather have Keith there, and the mayor would probably have Keith there, would probably rather have Keith there. But I think that the community at large, which is the people basically in charge of 
everything. Um, don't want him there. And we also have a year uh, distance from from the case. And so mm-hmm. the idea of while the investigation was going on and immediately there and feelings are running high and everything is super stressful and super tense that, you know, oh, he's accusing the father and that's just horrible. And, and so now it's, okay, we've gotten a little bit of perspective and yeah, that could have maybe could have been handled differently or he should have still ended up not, not being working here, but you know, that's not going to discount everything that he's done before. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the attitude of these people. I mean, I think if you asked any of the O-Niner parents, they would have a different, they'd be far too snobby, blah, blah, blah. And of course, you know, Lamb doesn't really care for Keith that much. I think that those are the ones. Like, yeah, he feels threatened yeah, by him. Exactly. Lamb, Lamb's job is because Keith is no longer a sheriff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was so hoping Lamb was the killer. Like, that's what I was hoping the whole time. <laughs> I was hoping he'd get silenced oh. for good. Actually, I like oh. him. I like him, but I, like I don't know. I need some I blood. I like him, too. I just thought it'd be a nice twist. Yeah, he yeah. just, I don't know. B- besides the animosity towards Keith, he seems rather bland as a character to me. It was like, I don't know. His whole thing was the idea of, I, I have to be better than Keith, and I have to be angry at Keith, and I didn't get any other character coming through. Well, it's just like, you know, when they were in that main meeting there where, uh, you know, uh, the briefing, I guess, where yep. like every time that Keith would try and say something, Lamb would stop him and, you know, take him down a different path and make sure that he was in charge of the meeting. You know, it was yep. obviously he needed oh, to be silent. Oh, no, no, you mean that they were this. Oh, you mean this. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. And usually yeah. he was wrong. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to do the quote, but, you know, that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's very threatened by Keith because he knows, mm-hmm. I think, that Keith was a much better sheriff than him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, he, he of course he does because he used to work for him. So I think I think a lot of that is, it's postulating in the way because he has to be in charge now. So he's kind of like trying to one-up his boss, his old mm-hmm. boss. But I, I still think I still, and this is theory. Um, I I still think that he's only in charge because, um, like the Canes, he's has something to do. I don't think that he that he has done has that he murdered Lily Kane, but I think that he is part of the overall arcing cover up of Lily Kane, and so that that's what brought him to to be who he is was because of the canes making making it happen but that's so they just kind of paid him yeah. off in a way but you know like it like you'll get this blah 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 yeah kind of like i feel like you know like because of the way that the shoes disappeared from lily's bedroom and and he was the one who went there and brought them out you know like that's all kind of well to me in my head it's all kind of tied together i could be wrong yeah. or, or we could go with the idea that you know he was having an affair with mrs kane <laughs> You know, you've got to, you've got to or, go for the melodrama there. Or he was having an affair with Mr. Kane. Yes. <laughs> or both of them. And, you know, he's playing them off each other. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I mean, we can see that. <laughs> for all we know, he's Veronica's father. <laughs> she didn't open the I'm telling test. you. <laughs> I'm telling you it's backup, guys. It's backup. <laughs> 
<laughs> she does have certain dog-like tendencies, I will say. Exactly. So. She's ruggedly loyal. Bloodhoundish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on. Wow. And she's got a sexy <laughs> tail. <laughs> so what oh, happens? So what happens if? Okay, because we haven't even gotten to the whole thing of surrogate parentship yet either. Mm, that's okay. something we might have to add into our theories a little bit later on. We'll um, we'll, we'll, we'll go on for now. Okay. <laughs> um. Let's see. They go to the guitar shop and talk to the guy in the guitar shop. Yeah, whatever his name was. Killer. I well. I, I, if you listen to the commentary, I'm I'm sitting there trying to figure out who the creepy guitar guy is, uh-huh. and I Did figured you? it out. He was in Miss Congeniality. He was yes. Creepy Frank from Miss Congeniality. Yes. <laughs> yep, he was a killer there too. He was. <laughs> he tried to blow up all of those poor, <laughs> you know. Uh, I totally got a kick out of him yeah. though. Uh-huh. Yeah. I also love that it's E E guitar. It's Evermore guitars. I like. Oh, that yeah, E string. E guitar. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That's a level of detail I just did not catch. <laughs> <laughs> it probably they probably named it after the Led Zeppelin song, "The Battle of Evermore." But mm-hmm. let's know. hope that they did. <laughs> it's a good song. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I like this whole scene when they go to meet him, too. It was, this, um, yeah, the guitar scene, fantastic. Especially yeah. with Keith on the guitar. Yeah, and there's so many quotable lines, which I will not go into. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole, every exchange there was pretty, pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything with Keith yeah. and Lamb is just good. Because yep. he's got that... Keith has this great dry sense of humor and nothing will get to him. Nothing that Lamb says makes him too angry. Mm-hmm. So you can just push it back and push it back and push it back. It's so hilarious. It's what makes Veronica Mars for me is that kind of level of the back and forth. And Lamb yeah. either gets angry or just doesn't get the put downs. And so right. I yeah. love that. I love the fact that he doesn't get half of them and they just keep on going. Like there's no pause. He just keeps on going and you're like, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. This is why I want a buddy cop movie with them. Because <laughs> <laughs> it would be awesome. Another spinoff. Mm-hmm. See, there's starter. so many. There's yeah. so many in this this one episode. No wonder we did a commentary for it. <laughs> but, so, uh, when I told you about why how I got into Veronica, I did not tell you that my father is a huge Veronica Mars fan, and he loves, loves, loves Keith Mars. And this is one of his favorite episodes too, because Keith Mars gets to be the man, and he gets to kick yeah. ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I'd love and, like his um his treatment of the bouncer who was totally like being creepy to his daughter. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I think that every father should be a fan of Veronica Mars, specifically. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. And every daughter should as well. And and we're I'm jumping a little bit, but the idea of his his whole Papa Bear protective scene where he's like Veronica call me back. Veronica, I've started tracking your cell phone. You need to mm-hmm. call me now. <laughs> And every father's like, wait a second. I How want that I ability. That? <laughs> yes. Every and his Father's like, Day, too. So this is apropos. Yeah. Oh. 
Um, what, yeah, I love the father for Father's Day cell phone tracking ability. No, no, don't uh, get him no. that. No, <laughs> especially not my cell phone. <laughs> but um, yeah, oh, so in in this in this plot, we also um, I I want to talk about the crashing Leo's band scene, but um, I just have to throw out, and I caught this during the commentary, but Jesse Pinkman, the first, I think, I don't know if it's his first time on um, on. Uh, on television or his one of his first roles, but um, it's um, he's from Breaking, Breaking Bad. He was the worm. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. So they uh, they find him. He's a guy that shoots videos of girls from body shots, and Lamb has got him pegged. It's absolutely him, and Keith is not sure. They bring him in, and Keith still isn't sure, and Lamb arrests him, and Keith is like, you're making a mistake, and then another girl goes missing. Yeah, and yep. I just love I love that whole exchange between the two of them because he was so sure. Yeah. Uh, that that was right before they go to interrogate him. That was the one thing where I was like, okay, this is how they used to work together. Because he's like, okay, how are we going to handle it? The normal way. So I'm the good cop then? Absolutely. And I was like, yeah, okay. They, they totally were awesome and buddies back before everything went down with Lily Kane. Um. Anything else about the worm? I think the worm's still okay. The worm sweats a lot. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the worm was doing something more than body shots. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently everyone plays the guitar. Yeah. It's in San, it's in San Diego. We have to play a guitar and surf. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a rite of passage. Uh-huh. And and skateboard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if I you don't... If you don't do those, they kick you down to Mexico or up to exactly. LA. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Then we, um, then Keith goes and finds Veronica and they go and Leo and Keith go and find the killer and find the girl. They saved someone. Yeah. Yay. Now, it wasn't just the fact. So I, I got the idea that Keith is seeing their practice space and the fact they've soundproofed it. And he's like, oh, there was the practice space back in the guitar center, and that was soundproofed. And I was like, okay, I understand this. But then we get there, and the girl is locked in a safe. Like, she's in this little box that she's all curled up and shoved into that's padlocked, put into the soundproof room. And that was just like, why? Why is she in the safe? So that she can't run amok. Could <laughs> <laughs> you just, like, handcuff her and chain her to something in the soundproof? Well, room? probably because the, the police have been around, right? Well, so he not, has to, like, make sure she's out of sight. But not... In case she, she, in. she was taken after the police came through. Yeah, but they've been hanging around, so he's being extra careful. Plus, he likes to torture these girls, so... Exactly. But he, like, tortures them at the guitar shop? I guess. Obviously, by playing terrible music. Exactly. He's got spinal tap to, you know, get into. He doesn't have time to, like, you know... He needs to make sure that they're, you know, they're they're all caged up and everything. He can't put too much thought into it. Mm -hmm. They need to be secured. Yeah. That's what I'm going with. He really needs to dig a well into the middle of his, um... Into the middle of his his, uh, his record, or I mean his <laughs> guitar studio uh, there. 
But I was just like, safe? Why? Because he's a psychopath. Right, exactly. It all comes back Yeah, it really does. So much of the world can be explained by that. They're just crazy. Okay, anything else on the B-plot? I'm going to go with no. (laughs) I'm thinking... Wait, yeah, yeah, so everything else is, is for Officer Leo. So, okay. yay, Officer oh Leo. Oh, my gosh. Right, here we go. Uh, Greenfield. <laughs> the the, the uh-huh. local Leo. Yeah. <laughs> Every so time I watch are. New Girl, I say, oh, it's Leo. Really? See, yep. yeah, because I've seen that first, and I was like, oh, my God, it's, it's um, well, I forget his character's name now. Oh, my God. Schmidt. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Schmidt. <laughs> yeah. I don't... Uh, I don't actually watch New Girl because I really, um, I just, I can't do it. Um, but I, I love Schmidt and he's the, he's the only part of New Girl that I love. So every time like I reruns and there's nothing else on, I'm like, I'll watch it just for Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> I met him once. He's super nice. I met him when I was in a, a coffee shop. They were filming next by, um, I was like, hi. <laughs> He's like, hi. hi Leo. <laughs> I love your I smile. To say, yeah, I, I could not remember his real name, so I was just like, hi, Leo. <laughs> I don't want to call you Leo. <laughs> <laughs> so, does he really have a New York accent? Because I know, like, he's, you know, I, I was so surprised because Schmidt doesn't, but he's a really thick New York accent in this. Um, I no, not really. But he was filming New Girl, so maybe he was just. Oh yeah, he was trying to avoid it. Yeah. Mm, I think sense. he's just going for dude guy. Like, he's like, dude guy accent, not necessarily New yeah. York. Dude guy accent. Dude yeah. <laughs> they all sound the same, all those dude guys. <laughs> all right, we start out, and Veronica's bringing food to Keith, and an opportunity arises. So then she comes back with pizza for Leo, and they eat together. And Weevil shows up for a distraction. Oh Yay, Weevil! Weevil. Oh. Okay, can I just say, this, this plot line had, like, so, so there was all of this underwriting with Mac, and, like, yeah, there were moments of brilliance with, um, with Keith and Lamb. All of the good writing went into this plot line. Because the stories, like, just the, the monologues that people start rambling off, we're just completely awesome. Weevil has this thing where, and I'm here to complain about the noise level. And if I was in an 09 zip code, you would be like, every 10 minutes past my house, hello, Mr. Weevil, how are you doing, Mr. Weevil? And he just goes on and on. And Leo has the same story about like how he became an officer. And he just mm-hmm. comes out with this complete randomness about the fact that Oh yeah, I was a stripogram for Inga. Don't you and... start. Don't you start there, Naomi. <laughs> <laughs> you just be quiet now. <laughs> well, I I have the rest of that. That that's one of mine. So we'll have to see who gets to it first. <laughs> but it's, fight, but fight, it's fight, really it's the people that are around Veronica that get the best yep. best um, dialogue because she has to riff off of them, so they get to be clever too while she's being clever. And you'll notice that, like, whenever she's around, then everybody else gets these great lines. And the farther away she is, the the less good lines you get. <laughs> it's just like this it's, except for every conversation she's had with Duncan. He never, <laughs> like, he can be talking to her. He has no good lines. 
That's what he usually just grunts and like he never had. He's just he just grunts and he just says like one line things and smiles. Like he was dope. he was he wasn't supposed to be a big character in the show. That's not a spoiler, but he was supposed okay. to be like a one off character before. Well, I don't know why they kept him around. <laughs> Makes no sense to me. Duncan. Duncan wasn't supposed to be Duncan. Well, wait a second. Is is that to be around? Okay. Does yeah, that mean no wait. That's what... <gasps> oh! I'm one to three. Oh, no. no. Okay. No. Maybe they added him back in just so that to make him a killer. Okay, don't say these things. Going <laughs> to bad places. When they you say when anything they... and No. It's not it's nothing to do with anything. That's why I said it's not a spoiler. It's just when the first the first time around when they were writing the script. Okay, I'm still go- okay. I'm just gonna pretend I didn't hear that, or my brain did go someplace <laughs> different. So because I know the way. I, I mean, I just I could say, I could say the sky is supposed to be purple in the show, and you guys would probably make that yes, into somebody. Yes, definitely. Oh my god! So if the sky is purple, Lily, <laughs> <then. laughs> Lily, which is a purple. T- yeah, I can go off that one. Uh-huh, yeah, I know but, that you could. <laughs> but I think that. Um, but I mean, we just look at. I mean, there's so many shows. Like there's like Lost for one, where they didn't have anyone be anybody, and then they he became integral to the plot. So that's what I'm going to pretend. So yeah, I, anyway. I think it's probably like that. Ask me. Okay. Okay. So um, Veronica uh, had this distraction so that she could get the Crime Stoppers hotline tapes, and mm-hmm. she listens to them and goes through a whole lot of crap before she finally finds the. I know who killed Lily Kane. It was Abel Coons. Yeah, I like that they have that scene because every once in a while it's like they turn on the tape and it's right where it's supposed yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this one, at least you get the idea that she was listening for a while. Forever. Well, what I didn't yeah. like was the fact that it was such a distortedly bad voice where it's like it stuck oh. out like a sore thumb. Or it's kind of like, don't you think that people would like really point that out or that might be like a huge commentary, on, you know, a comment on something somewhere that this 911 call came in and it was like this hugely distorted voice and isn't that weird and you know we maybe we should look into that i don't know that was strange to me yeah i'm sorry if somebody called and left a message in like you know you uh uh scream what's the scream killer's voice you know like on <laughs> uh, modulated would, voice yeah, yeah. Mo- thank you modulated there you go <laughs> if somebody called and and did that i would be like mm, there's something spe- there's something you know, very fishy about this right here. Maybe we right. should look into this. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, but there was something fishy. But then when they went and checked his boat, then look, there's then evidence. Then Lamb put his <laughs> shoes there. Put her shoes there. But, but still, wouldn't you want to know? Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Well, I you are talking about, you are talking about the, the sheriff's department in yeah. Neptune. And, and maybe if um. Koontz hadn't just confessed and was like, yes, I'm the killer. If there had been a trial, that probably would have been like a huge point for the defense. Mm-hmm. The fact of, you got this anonymous call and it wasn't even anonymous. They disguised their voice and why are they? Dis- yeah. But since there wasn't, I, I, I was like, the defense just probably was like, yeah, whatever. I'm here just to collect a check. And- mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Again, we're applying logic. Oh. Plus, who that. wants to sit there and listen through all of that Crime Stopper? Well, it was the one that got him to the con- you know confess tape, so you knew they had to listen to it at least once. And somebody might have been like, 
hey, you know what? Like, this came through, and yet pointed to Kuntz. It's probably just one of the deputies who also thinks that, you know, he's like, oh, this guy had a really bad cold. (laughs) 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 That's that's what I expect happens in the the sheriff department of Neptune. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I, either that or the stripogram had just come in and everyone oh, is yeah, distracted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Crazy people and incompetence. Okay. <laughs> Explains so much. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, we already kind of talked about uh, Veronica goes and hears Leo's band play and Keith finds her. Mm-hmm. And poor Leo gets suspended. I just didn't like that, well, because I know they had to get rid of him for whatever reason. They didn't have another, like, you know, tail-end character. But just, like, I felt so bad for him, and he totally knew it was Veronica, too, at the end, and she didn't say anything. I was like, you think. You should have said well, something. Yeah. He, she didn't have to, though. I mean... No, I mean, she he, should have he... said something to somebody, you know? Like, she should have kind of... I don't know. Like, she's so good at fixing things and getting people out of things that I felt like, you know, if he's... And you know, she it's... probably will. And but wasn't he only suspended for like a week? Yeah, I thought he got so... sent to someplace else. No, he just got no. suspended for a week. Oh, okay. No, he's coming back. <laughs> well, he was he was putting all of the stuff away. So I think that I was just like horrified that like, okay, well if he's coming back, then why are you taking all your shit? Excuse my language. <laughs> all your stuff. Because he doesn't want to leave it there with uh, Lamb, who obviously has no respect for anybody's things. Yeah, <laughs> everything is mine. It's By the way, that, I, it's not that he's there. It's like if you leave something unguarded in the police station, yes. it will be stolen within five minutes. But to yeah. him, but he's the one who steals things. Like he was going to totally steal his pastrami sandwich. He even <laughs> as much. <laughs> yeah, he, he because that's the that police that's station mentality. You either like, you either steal or you're stolen from. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Well, it's good to know that they have this level of like. Corruption and... yeah, <laughs> and corruption because it's like a police. Oh, okay, well, whatever. Yeah. It's like I'll arrest you for stealing my sandwich. Stop it. <laughs> okay. Did anybody notice that there are two characters not in this episode? Lily Duncan. and Logan and Duncan and by backup. Yep, Logan and Duncan are not in this episode, even though they're in the credits. <laughs> We always notice when they're missing because, I mean, Wallace was even in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know who wasn't, who I really miss? Miss Dent. <laughs> <laughs> favorite. Not in the credits and nowhere to be seen in this episode. Oh, I just <laughs> learned her name. Did they take her under the credits? I haven't been paying that close of attention. Well, yeah, we actually mentioned in the commentary because, like, we were, I had to be, we were watching the credits and I'm like, where's Miss Dent? Where's Miss Dent? <laughs> <laughs> and I've just stopped paying attention to the other characters that are in the credits because sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not. So I don't go off of that anymore. But I don't know. I, I just, I miss her. I miss that woman. <laughs> along, with, along with Wallace's girlfriend. Oh, yes. Oh, oh. Oh. They really set me up to believe she was coming back. And I was like, oh, no. Never to be heard from again. Obviously, he didn't like her that much. And thank God, because that episode, oh my God, that episode with her in it, I'm so glad that she didn't come back. (laughs) Well, the episode was amazing. It was really just her. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. All right. So last thing, um, this guy's voice on the tape 
uh, Mac does whatever Mac does, which I have an issue with the whole sound thing, but um, yes. the, the voice is Clarence Weedman, and Veronica sends photos to him, just like he did to her mother. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which I, when I first, the first time I watched this episode, I was just like fist pump in the air. I'm like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take and that, Clarence. <laughs> but, but the thing was, again, they, they had a couple of really good shots of like him with his son. And so you could see, okay, let's send someone out, get a couple photos. But then there was that thing, that, that one photo was like a super close-up of him, him and, and Jake Kane, I guess. And it was like badly photoshopped that was the point veronica did it okay yeah oh yeah no no it's not a spoiler alert because because why would there be a picture of clarence weedman whispering in jake kane's ear i I thought he was about to kiss him i mean it looked like (laughs) he was about to kiss him or something but like like, come on like you surely can detect if we can detect photoshop anyone else can (laughs) i mean like yeah, I don't know. But, you know, it's interesting because I didn't realize that this character, I mean, because we've we heard mention of him before, obviously, but I didn't realize he was going to become a character. But from like this, I'm like, oh, so he's going to be a character character? Like, we're going to see him again? Well, so... obviously, he killed Lily. <laughs> <laughs> he we'll stole her shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm kind of interested to see where his character's going. Because, like, my whole thing is, like, I... When we first, when we did the commentary and we watched the episode, at the end, I was like, so what? He's, we already knew that, you know, he was somehow spying on Veronica. And I wouldn't surprise me too much to know he was, like, you know, involved in all of this. Just as in terms of a lackey, you know? Like, I want to get to the real person. But now I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to do with this because like the show's pretty good with that well, so i'm kind of well, curious to see where that, his character stuff we know goes. that celeste kane is running everything and so she obviously <laughs> was sleeping with him to get her to, to get him to do what she wanted <laughs> is he's veronica's dad <laughs> <laughs> no no he's sheriff lamb's dad don't you get that uh, oh he, he's jake kane's twin brother paternal twin from another mother got it yep right i'm gonna do a tree i need a family tree yes i i don't think it's possible without it might be a straight line a whole string theory thing like on heroes you know how they have strings all around the room that's how that family tree would be especially considering the way that we think about it right (laughs) yes okay i think it's time for quotes Yay. All right. Tabs, would you like to go first? Yes. With your sleuth prowess and my programming skills, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that we'd rule the entire known universe. I love that one. And they would. <laughs> they would. They would. We, I'm sure that somewhere out there is like a YouTube video of Veronica and Mac to the Pinky and the Brain theme. <laughs> like they, they, we're going to take over the world. <laughs> And unfortunately, I can't go looking for it. That makes me so sad. That's right. Maybe you'll just have to create it instead. I'll go next. Go ahead. (laughs) I don't care what they say about you, Veronica Mars. You rock. Because she does. (laughs) I also take cash. (laughs) I'm going to go with Max. Suspense effectively built. Hit me. (laughs) Nice. Okay, I'm I'm going for it. Veronica, so what you're saying 
as you stumbled into the job. Leo, what I'm saying is this uniform is tearaway. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yep. I wouldn't mind if you tore that away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Have you seen him on New Girl? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So um, I'm going to go with um, some guy that Veronica's talking to um, in the beginning. I need leverage. They're crazy strict. They grounded me for two months for smoking up my room. Wallace, apparently you've never spent time in a black woman's house. Be glad you're still walking. <laughs> <laughs> Will you leave the sheriff a note? He shouldn't expect Eli Navarro Esquire's <laughs> bonus this year. <laughs> I have another one, too. Okay. Lamb, strapping on a guitar, does that get rid of feelings of inadequacy? <laughs> Gabe, the strapping on a gun. <laughs> I love that. So his name was Gabe? Okay. Yes. Yeah, I never caught his name either. I, I have a creepy Gabe. Gabe. It has to be creepy Gabe. Creepy Gabe. I have um, Veronica to Lamb. You stop dressing up like little Bo Peep and he'll stop peeking. Yes. <laughs> I have Mac. I think she's even read five books in that library. She wouldn't even know Monet's Water Lilies and Liz Revlon need nail polish after it. Love that one. Yes. I have that one too. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. I have I have a Keith quote. Yay for a Keith quote. Um, and this is to Lamb. What do you want me to do? Consult you in pig Latin? <laughs> <laughs> I have that one too. <laughs> Atop that rocks, what will they think of next? I'm trying to cover all fantasy bases. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll say this one, even though um, we kind of already said it already. At two, I was spitting out corn dogs and tuning the radio to NPR. (laughs) (laughs) I have uh, Keith to Lamb. He's waiting for you to throw your panties. (laughs) I have that one, too. (laughs) (laughs) I've, I've got a Wallace quote. This is Wallace to Madison. Well, I'm here to celebrate your birth, but these two just want to hook up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I do have to say, but like Madison, when they came to her house, her look of horror the whole yeah. time that they're there, you would have thought they came to like murder her and her children <laughs> because like it was very much overacting. Where well, I was but, just like, they already murdered her daughter Lily. Don't you get that? <laughs> Oh did, but she's not supposed she was in on it but like seriously like she was just like the worst thing in the world was having these people in her house like i kind of i thought it was overacting but i really loved it too yep. <laughs> well, you, you have do? to remember this is this is teenage drama right. yes yes so and that's why that's why i loved it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not super it's not super smutsy but every once in a while we have to go over the top Oh, and I totally and I totally had her shirt in that that scene too, <laughs> in a different color. It was sad to say. Okay, I have, anyway. I have one more, Keith and Veronica, which are usually my favorite quotes. You don't go to that Oceanside bar. The college kids hang out. Do you? <laughs> I prefer the biker bar by the train station. I get more attention there. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, I've got one last one. Okay, Veronica, right after Leo introduces himself. Did you just tell me your sign? <laughs> I have that one too. <laughs> yeah. Do you have the rest of it? Nope. He says something like lines. He's like, uh, he's like, no, I tell you my name, but coincidentally, I'm also, you know, he's also Leo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Time for feedback. 
And this first one is an email. Oh, that's me. It is you. Um, <laughs> this is from Michael. Um, hey there, gang. Just thought I'd drop you a quick message just to say how much I'm enjoying the podcast. I listened to CastleCast and found you from there. Living in England, I only really heard about Veronica Mars when the Kickstarter hit, and it intrigued me as I'm a huge Chuck fan, and, I've had, and I have dreams of that returning in film form. I thought I'd take a look at the pilot and see what it was about. Three weeks later, I'd run through all three seasons. I don't need much sleep. <laughs> <laughs> And it thrown fifty dollars at the Kickstarter. As I said, Veronica Mars didn't have any impact here when or if it originally aired, and I was struggling to get any of my friends to take an interest, so had no one to discuss theories with uh theories and the like with. Having found your podcast, I'm now rewatching the series along with you guys and I'm loving all your wild theories and speculation alongside your thoughts and insights into some things I'd missed. Keep up the good work, and more commentary episodes would be great. I could suggest a few, but that would be a bit spoilery. Perhaps the finale would be a good choice. Best regards, Michael, British podcast Ooh. fan. Yay! Yay. Thanks, Michael. Michael. Thank you, Thank you Michael. <laughs> and, and I'm totally ready to, you know, commentary for the finale, like, right now. We could, we could do that. No. Yes. no. Could we please hurry up, please? Yeah, seriously. And well, he's going to get another one this episode, so that's, that's right. good. Yeah, it's coming. Honestly, as a as a fan, enjoy the suspense as long as possible. It's so right. worth it at the end. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it really is awesome mm. because it builds. So it's great. Yeah. Okay. These next ones come from the Facebook group. We have one from Kim. Yay. Kim. Yay. And Kim, like says, Kim says, <laughs> yay for Leo. and love the Max storyline here. It's so touching. Plus, it inspired me to read the Westing game, and now I recommend it to my students. Everything about this episode is great. The two mysteries are compelling. We get a great new character and some really meaningful character development for a fave from the past. So I, I guess I need to go now and yes, find and I want to read it again. And read I want to read it again. It's yeah, good. I, it's really good. Yeah, I, I just really want to. I don't think I've ever even heard of it. Yeah, I get it. It's good. It's a mystery. It's, really it's yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. This next one is from Mariah. I've been waiting for this moment purely to share once again one of my favorite Weevil moments. I just rewatched up to around this episode with all my family during a long weekend in Big Bear and couldn't stop laughing during the monologue Weevil gives Leo while helping her out. Don't you just love their give and take relationship? Leo is a great character and Lamb and Keith have to work together is awesome. Very exciting episode. I thought and very exciting episode, I thought. And the Max storyline was heart wrenching. Clarence Weedman, intimidating guy. Anywho, great episode. Yay. This next one comes from Taylor. Well, hello, Deputy Leo. <laughs> <laughs> nice to yeah, meet you. Funny. You're quite charming. I find it quite heartbreaking that Mac and her bio mom don't get to speak during that last scene. And who wouldn't want Lauren Sinclair as a little sister? She's definitely my kind of gal. I seriously can't count the amount of times I've been found by myself at parties with a book in my hand. I agree. Yep. Yeah. He's a very I usually leave the party at that point. <laughs> <laughs> with my book in my hand. <laughs> Although if the party's at your house, then... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then you this read in my... the living room. Exactly. I'm like, go on isn't... with yourself. I'm reading. Isn't it weird that, like, well, I guess I'm just assuming their parents weren't there. Maybe they were there, but I'm like, why would they leave the 
younger daughter home for the party if they oh, yeah. aren't there. You know, my I parents that they were there. To my brother. Like, they would leave me and my little sister home, and, so, and we'd have to, like, chaperone the parties because we were there, so he couldn't have too much fun. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. I, I assume they were upstairs or something. Yeah, I guess. I They probably were. I had just, I had never really thought about it before. I just assumed they were gone. Because she feels, her the mothers feel so demure. I figured uh-huh. she'd just, like, be in her room or something. Right, yeah. Like, coming every, every once in a while, you kids need more punch? No, okay, yeah, I'm going back then, to my room. <laughs> and then probably, like, you know, I mean, at a party, Max probably the only person who would even think to go into a library. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so next one's from Melanie. Yay! Um, I'm going to um, restrain my comments about Leo because they seem so mean. And I hate that I feel that way, but I just do. Or, but I do. I just really am not a Leo fan. I want to be, but I'm not. I have to pause here. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We see see things a lot of the same way on BSG, but I'm just going to shake my head. I'm shaking my head. (laughs) You know, I'm curious who Melanie is a fan of, because sometimes that influences the Leo Ah. hate. Oh, I, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say that there are a couple of times throughout this episode where Leo came across as borderline creepy. So maybe that's what maybe that's what she's reading into that that maybe she's talking about. I kind of I kind of went with like clueless as opposed to creepy, where as opposed where maybe he could have been creepy. Maybe. Also, she's probably never seen his abs. anyways we digress yes okay i'll continue bt dubs i've always loved this episode i really like the sinclair family i'm excited to hear your reactions to the switch at the birth um switch up birth storyline you aren't wrong for thinking that parent um parent oh gosh paternity maternity issues are at the heart of the show yeah yeah it's like this was a complete parallel to like to Veronica and I just no. need time to digest that and figure out <laughs> not like I need more theories but you know <laughs> there are more theories to come I'm sure mm. <laughs> no, it's like the ultimate teenage angst about you know problems with your parents yeah switch up birth some of us wish mm. for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um, Jacqueline says this episode gets me because there is so much thinkiness behind it First, the theme of whether or not knowing the truth is a good thing, because sometimes not knowing is easier to bear. And secondly, the nature versus nurture argument is so interesting here. Would Madison be the heinous bitch she is if she had been raised poor with her own biological family? Is it a sense of dislocation or not quite fitting that has made her the person she is, since everyone else is both everyone else in both families seems considerably more normal? Who would Mac be if she had been raised by her birth parents? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good question. All interesting points. I mean, th- there's so what a lot I want to know is who would Monica be if she wasn't Keith? She would be Lily s- squared. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible, but yeah. But I'm I'm just thinking how much of Mac's personality now is sort of like reaction to her family as th- this is how she rebels. She, you know, is into NPR and reading books and 
I haven't watched a lot of Wife Swap, but one of the episodes that I did watch was when they swapped with this, like, Rucker family. This totally, totally, like, you know, 60s. And their kid was, like, a straight-aid, homeschooled, ballerina, very disciplined. And, like, that's her rebellion yeah, against her rebellious yeah. parents. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember. It's um, Joe, Joe Banthcourt, who is this tiny little folk singer that is mostly heard with the idea of run fair people. Um, but he has this song called um, like questions. And one of his things was do metal headbangers kids listen to Bach? Yeah. And as, this one they did. <laughs> yep. yeah. no, that's a good point. Like, yeah. I mean, I wonder how much of it is. It's just uh, like, you know, cause it would be boring if she was like in, Maybe that's what she realized at the end, that, you know, her life would be boring if she was raised otherwise, and then she wouldn't have anything to do except agree with her little sister all the time. Be like, yeah, it is a good book. Now what? <laughs> and, she, and then I bet you she wouldn't have the, the blue streaks in her hair either. And then she'd be a little less Mac. Yep. And this one's from Beth. I adore this Mac-centric episode. Tina Maturino is just so perfect for this role. And actually, I just read an interview that Rob Thomas knew that Veronica needed a female friend and thought Tina was perfect to fill in that role. I found the short scene between Mac and Lauren great. I read The Westling Game in sixth grade and, oh, Schmidt! Yay! Yay! <laughs> Thanks for the fun podcast. So I, I wonder if Beth is getting the same 12 emails a day that you are, Tabs. And <laughs> yeah. It, it, is yeah. Rob just like sending out random factoids about the TV show? And it was yeah, like, oh, Duncan was supposed to be a one off character. Veronica needed a friend. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he I wrote, mean... he, wrote the, he wrote the part of Mac just for Tina. He did. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm hmm. I so want Rob to send me emails. <laughs> you know what? I know. Saving... You don't. <laughs> I no. I'm saving them all. Like I have a Veronica Mars movie folder in oh, good. my email. And when you guys are done, I will let you read them. <gasps> yes. I feel like it's going to be dessert. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like. Um, I think that might I... be better than getting them every day. <laughs> it's like, oh, Rob, stop. Yeah. <laughs> And to have Heidi, you know, filter them out so we don't have to read the ones that are really boring. There you go. Yeah. Um, okay. Now comes the craziness that is who killed Lily Kane? Duncan. The E-string strangler. Yes, Duncan. It's what? Duncan. Oh. <laughs> Gabe. Gabe. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think that it was Duncan, but Gabe helped. <laughs> There's there's a reason why he's not in this episode. He's off doing something devious. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> like... <laughs> I was waiting for you, Jimmy. Yeah, it's so predictable that it's like. <laughs> you know, I tend to I tend to bite on pretty much everything that I you know they they give me to bite on. So like I have this whole, you know, so Clarence Weedman was tasked to. Um, keep this secret because he, you know, uh, so obviously he knows the secret because, you know, he knows that Veronica's Jake's and he was ordered to keep that secret and then Lily was going to tell Veronica uh, and so he killed her. Um, but I'm not sure. I might have to still stick with Celeste, but that one's in my head. So <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling that like 
we're going to think he's the bad guy and in some weird way he's going to turn out to be a good guy this Clarence guy like he's going to like give information to Veronica in the end like maybe on his deathbed or just something weird like that so that's yeah, what's... I, mean, I find it really strange that like Veronica is really kind of challenge, challenging him in the way that she is like you know somebody who puts you know uh, crosshairs on your face I'm not so sure I would want to necessarily she is like that that's her character. Like she does stupid but stuff because like that. Backup is her dad. Yes, you attack <laughs> that guy. You so a dad, and there you go. Like you don't. Also, backup killed Lily. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tabs. Okay, please don't send those Rob Thomas emails now, Heidi. Because <laughs> you just know everything. Sorry. Don't ruin backup for us. <laughs> I don't know. I, my I think favorite I kind... character. Yeah. I know. Well, He's my yes. favorite character. We don't. We nearly don't see nearly enough of him. I'd like a whole episode just from his POV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be so cute. That'd be amazing. It's going to be a lot of ankles. Although then you'd never really see him in that episode. Well, knees, knees. We, we'd hear him. Well, yeah, I, backup's taller than. Yeah, yeah, and and so I I've actually, what, what I yeah. So I, I hit that spoiler a couple weeks ago, and in my ranting about people who post spoilers in wrong communities and I was like you know okay listening to the fan fiction headers it was sort of okay because they'll ship anyone and you've got mm -hmm. Veronica and Duncan and Veronica and Logan and Veronica and this person and there's um, there's like backup and and killer and now I want backup and killer <laughs> wait, fan wait, fiction. Wait 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 <laughs> killer the, 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 little the, the little dog <laughs> Sorry, my dog just like looked up at me. Like she, Buffy is not happy. She, I think that she has a crush on backup. So, so we need to write uh, a backup Buffy. You know, Mary Supic. Yeah, she, that, that she, would totally work. She okay. She's she's gone back to sleep. So I think that she's having that idea. So, Tabs Buffy's my dog. Yeah. <laughs> not to be confused with I, Summers. Yeah. I figured that. I figured that out, but we should clarify it for the podcasters. We're not yeah. talking about a dog and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Of course, that would be interesting. <laughs> I'm sure that exists too. <laughs> I'm sure it does. Everything. Oh, slash fake. Everything. Yes. The, the the only other thing that I have to throw in there is just something that I wrote down, which is just when um, when Veronica shows up with the pizza. I have I had a note that says Veronica wears her sexiest choker to go and see Leo. And brings pizza. <laughs> is it a different one? Nope, it's the same one. <laughs> she, but she wrote it. She wore it a little bit more in a lusty way, is what you're saying. Yes, yes, yeah. because you know she was attracted to his abs. Yeah, absolutely. That was <laughs> underneath his tearaway sure. uniform. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> okay, it's time for ratings. Who wants to go first? Yeah. So this was. I don't know, but like you said, that it was a, a mid-season sort of placeholder episode, kind of, sort of. And it did feel like, I don't know, that there were moments of brilliance and there were moments of like, eh. So I I gave it five stolen pastrami sandwiches. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, so I like this episode, but there were, you know, Logan's one of my favorites, um, Backup's one of my favorites, Lily's one of my favorites, so there was a lot of things missing in this episode. Um, 
I thought it had Mac though, which was a huge plus. And I kind of like the buddy cop stuff. So I gave it um, seven out of 10 cops that rock. <laughs> nice. I think that um, this was a really strong episode. I, certainly missing some characters, you know, I, I, I've really come to love Logan, so I always notice his absence for sure. Um, but um, all in all, it was a very strong episode. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it um, 7 out of 10 leopard print purses. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? You know what? I like this episode. I like it a lot. I like that it was about Mac. I like that we had Weevil. I like that there was no Duncan. So that... <laughs> Eight out of ten freak ball vegans. <laughs> nice. Wow. This is one of my favorite episodes from season one. So I'm going to give it nine out of ten trips to the bar by the train tracks. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I also really like this one. And I'm going to go with. 8.5 out of 10 Beauty and the Beast style libraries. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, Yvette, will you do our contact information? Indeed, I will. You may find us at www.quadruplez.com. Email us at investigatingmarspodcast at gmail.com. Twitter at investigate mars facebook find us at facebook.com slash group slash investigating mars there's also a spoiler group which is facebook.com slash group slash spoilers of mars and please come and leave us an itunes review yes please okay tabs thank you for joining us thank You're you welcome. very thank much you. Tabs. thanks thank for you. having me this is one of my favorite shows yay will we be seeing you again this season no, this... I try. I try to just take one episode. I don't like being <laughs> hoggy like some people. Yeah. Try to take every episode. <laughs> and and you know we have those other podcasts that she's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Elementary. Come listen to yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And so the next episode is episode twelve, Clash of the Tritons. What's it about? Clash of the Titans? Dude, I got nothing for this. What's a Titan? Or the big claymation. Or the whole episodes in claymation. It's about fencing or fishing. (laughs) Uh, Messenger of the sea. It's like you know they have a trident. (laughs) Oh, like the god Neptune. Yeah. Um, Oh, well, Neptune. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So maybe it's their football team. That, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's about yeah. Mars meets Friday Night Lights. <laughs> Murder at the football game. And <laughs> she gets a newspaper telling her what happens tomorrow. I, <laughs> I, I'm going to go with, with a message from the dead. <laughs> I don't know why. All right. <laughs> message from a drowned dead person. Lily. That's Lily. Exactly. She's she hasn't been drowned. Well, she was next to the pool. She could have been drowned. And I'm like, <laughs> All right. Well, we will see what happens next episode. And until then, bye. 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 bye.